Welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am your host, Kristen Sparks. I am the CEO and founder of Roar Inc. Voices Are Power, communications and connections company. I am a corporate and personal growth facilitator. I am an infinite possibilities and certified success principles trainer, currently working on my master certification for the success principles and my BVC coaching certification. I am a facilitator, author, speaker, and thought leader. I am a cancer, broken heart, body, and soul thriver. 2022 is a power year and all about living our best life. I may live with chronic pain, but I find joy in every day in the act of getting up and having a new day filled with infinite options, opportunities, and possibilities of success. Roar with Sparks, How Loud Is Your Roar is all about you. Come join the conversation as we gather weekly to share wisdom, insight, and value, learning from and giving to each other and our special guests, sending our vibration higher and charging each other up all while having fun. Can't wait to see you here. How loud is your roar? Well, hello, everybody. It is so exciting to be here in June of 2022. We have some really, really, really exciting news. And this is Kristen Sparks, your host with Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am here with Kathy Preston today because, because we have exciting news. The I Do Me Transformational Experience Retreats are out in September, September 9th through the 16th. Again, in December, the 1st through the 8th, we are so, so excited and so proud to be bringing these to you where you can transform from being in doubt, being in shame, being in guilt to doing you. I do me. And that all comes from Ms. Kathy. And telling me on my very first podcast, and by the way, welcome, Kathy. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't share this with anybody else but you. (laughs) So our very first podcast that we did, we were talking about chemo brain and how chemo really changes the structure of your brain and how it works. And, you know, we can go from being these very process-oriented, analytical brains to mush. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Boy, there are times, I was like yesterday, my daughter and I were talking and I'm like, I could not remember half of what I was trying to tell her. I'm like, I think I have Sunday brain. (laughs) It's like pregnancy brain on a thousand. Right? That's a really good definition of it. But we were talking that day and I asked her, I said, so Kathy, what do you do? And what did you say? I do me. (laughs) And I went, oh my God, I could build a transformational experience around that statement. And it transformed, because it's transformational, from I do me to I doubt with the UBT scratched out, I do me transformational experiences. And these are going to be really amazing. We've got some amazing speakers who are going to be there. We have a secret headliner that we're not telling anybody till we get closer. 
and tickets will be available. These are luxury at the Ritz-Carlton here in Sarasota for six days of learning how to do you, learning how to do you experientially in all kinds of different realms, educational-wise, self-growth, and play. Learning how to live your life your way and allowing yourself to do that. So check out wrarinc.com or email idome at wrarinc.com and we'll get back to you with all the information. We are so excited. Yay! I'm excited, yes, because we all need this as women. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're building community. We're building a sisterhood. These this year are for women only. Next year, we're doing men's and women's because the world needs balance. And balance comes from both the male and the female energy. We need to stop laying blame at the feet of men for the patriarchal society in which we live, because we as women have chosen to agree to that as much as we have given our power away. And it's time to take it back. It's time to stand in our own voice, in our own power and say, I do me. You put me in a trance because women, especially stay-at-home moms, or just women in general, we just get caught up in doing stuff like robots or not being ashamed of what we do and not putting us in there. Right. Not taking care of ourselves. Exactly. You know, and we define ourselves by what work we do. Titles. Absolutely. And you know me when it comes to titles and anybody telling, putting me in a box, I am not good with. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me who I am. You know, don't label me because I don't do labels. We have gotten to this point that we define ourselves by what we do. And when we don't have a job, quote unquote, because some people can't see their hearing, or by our education, or all of these outside influences is what we decide that we are. And if we don't fit within the mold of society, we are not valuable. Stay-at-home moms, oh my goodness, stay-at-home moms have got the hardest job ever. Yes, and yes. you know this more than anybody, a stay-at-home mom who's an army mom? Yes. On top of being? Military spouse, mom, doctor. Yep. Police officer, firefighters, all of those types of professions. And you're a stay-at-home mom when your husband does that and you never know how long he's going to be at work, when he's going to be back, when he's going to be transferred, when he's going to be out mm-hmm on whatever training. So you end up being not only a stay-at-home mom, but you are a single parent for much of the time. And we do not, as a society, give credit to women 
who are able to do this and remain true to themselves. And that is a very, very, very difficult thing to do. That's what happened to me being married almost for 19 years, being married and being the quote, army wife or officer's wife, you go to these functions and everybody's, they got their ranks on and they're talking about what school they went to and they're having these conversations and I'm happy to be out of the house and be in some kind of, you know, instead of regular conversation, instead of, no, stop, don't do that. Oh, is that bleeding your brain? Right, have an adult conversation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. When you're standing there, then they turn to, well, that's what happened to me. They would turn to me and say, so what do you do? Like, "Mm, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom until I moved here. I've been here five years. And then finally, after a while, five years ago, because I'm at a point in my life, where all my children are grown now. I had to figure it out and not be ashamed of what I do, which is me. I do me. My husband actually heard me tell someone that, and you should have seen his face. Oh, yeah? What was it? (laughs) He did. He was like, what did you say? I said, he asked me, what do I do? He said, well, what did you just say? I said, I do me. That's what I told him. I was like, this is a lot of work, which it is. This is a lot of work. No kidding. (laughs) It's a lot of work to do it. It is, and it's, oh gosh, Kathy, right? I mean, where do we place value on women who have the ability to stay home, raise the kids, and the last few years be not only homemakers, but teachers and doctors and socialists and trying to keep the whole family together in the midst of this horrible pandemic that has shut stuff down. Just everything has changed. I can't imagine what it must have been like for moms. I know it just, you know, and we just don't give enough value to anything that has to do with women who stay home with their children. And then we take that to women who go work. Now you don't have value because you're not staying at home with the kids. Right. You know, so, I mean, we are giving it to them from both sides and to really, for you to be able to stand up and say, wait a minute, I can be proud of me just for being me. And that is really where the idea was born for these transformational experiences, because I want women to know just how absolutely valuable they are. I want women to know how incredibly important it is to have community, to have sisterhood, to have support where for so many years, women have not supported women. And it's time that we stop that. Yes, good girlfriends. What happened to the good girlfriends? Back in the day where it was the tribe that we all took care of each other. Yeah. We weren't competing against each other and trying to tear each other down. There it is. Yep. We absolutely 100% made sure that if one person didn't have something, that we got it for them. We supported them through whatever issues they had, shortages they had. You know, if you needed to go out and pick herbs, I'm watching the kids. If I need to go out and get the nuts, you're watching the kids. Or whatever it was that we needed to do, go out and slay our dragons 
somebody was there to support us and make sure that our families were taken care of, that we were taken care of, and that the whole was taken care of. Right. I don't know what happened to that. I don't either. I don't know. But that was one of the things I saw about my mom. She quit hanging out with her girlfriends. And I was like, why did you do that? She said, what do you mean? I said, you stop hanging out with your girlfriends. You need someone to go talk to about whatever it is that you're going through outside of your husband and on the phone with me. Whether it's to get cute and or put chapstick on or whatever, but to hang out with your girlfriends outside of your husband and me. And I saw the value of her life go down because she didn't have girlfriends stopping by the house anymore. She wasn't going out with girlfriends anymore. It's really important for that connection. And women can support women better than men can support us because there's, there is a difference. You know, it's not a bad difference. It's not that men are better or stronger or wiser. It's not that women are weaker or anything else or, you know, less than. It's just that we as women understand each other. And let me tell you something. You know that I am married to a woman. Been married to a woman for 20 years. Happily married. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very happily mm-hmm. married. <laughs> Very exactly. happily married. Let's say that. <laughs> I still need my girlfriends. Yes. I still need that sisterhood. I still need that connection to other women beyond my partner and my spouse. So it doesn't matter who you're married to. It doesn't matter whether it's a male or a female. You need connection. You need that sisterhood, that friendship that you can have with another woman where you can just look at them and they know. They know. They can see through you. Talking about the need of sisterhood, I forgot that I was going through a divorce because I got so excited to talking about us supporting each other because I have a great support team. Yes, you do. Yes. Don't make me get emotional. But I just forgot. I was like, wait a minute. If it was not for my support team, I would not be where I am right now emotionally. Talking and happy. And yeah, it's important. It's important to have someone you could talk to. Yep. I have male friends and I have female friends. And there's differences. There's differences in the conversation. There's differences in the connection. There is value in both. But the female to female friendship really is rooted in our DNA. And we somewhere decided that we needed to compete against each other for everything. And I don't know if that came in with there being less men than there were women. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There's, you know, there's that competition piece that if there's not enough men, we can't procreate. So was it World War II? Was it before the Industrial Revolution? Was it back in the day? I don't know. But at some point, women suddenly decided that they needed to compete against each other. And I wrote a whole blog on this, you know, why women feel the need to compete and, and something else and creep on each other. And I just want us all to 
stop, take a look at who we are, intentionally decide who we want to be and how we want to be with each other and collectively move this world forward. It doesn't matter if we agree because you can have a different opinion than I and we can still be sisters and friends. Yes. We don't have to agree. No. We're not supposed to agree on everything. It's not. Life would be so boring if we all agreed on everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. Life would be boring if, I don't know if we can't, you know, say bad words on here, but if, you know. No, honey, you can say fuck if you want to. It's perfectly okay. okay. Well, if shit didn't happen, life would be boring. It would. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I mean, if I can't be real and authentic and loud and wild, then what's the point? Life is supposed to be an adventure. Life is supposed to be loud and out and above because we're excited about being here. You know, if I can't be excited about being here, I I don't really particularly want to do that. You know, there's too much here. There's way too much here. And we collectively can bring this world forward. We can bring this world forward in love and joy and grace, adding to our voices, wherever we are, whatever our opinion, as a collection of women in sisterhood. And start living life. Yes. Start living and playing and being mindful of our intentions in everything that we do. Exactly. I had a a girlfriend, I talked to her today and supported her through some stuff with her daughter. And then she said, well, I'm sorry that I called you with all this. I said, are you kidding me? That's That's what this is about. She said, well, I know you're going through your stuff. I said, yeah, but that's how you know I have a pulse. Right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But you know, when I help you through something, then I don't have to sit in my own shit. Because it's so easy to sit in your own quagmire. Right? Yes, it is. You know, if I can give as much as I get, if not more, then I am not sitting in my own crap. I'm not depressed. I'm not afraid. I'm not alone. That's a good point. I'm seen. I matter. You matter. You're valuable. You are loved. Yes, exactly. Look at you pouring into me. Come on, sister. (laughs) (laughs) All day long. All day long. Because that is what we need to do is fill each other up. It is. I would be lost without you pouring into me. Thank you. I can't even, I don't want to cry my own. I'm not going to cry. I got eyeliner on today. I would be lost without all these girlfriends. Well, you look beautiful. Thank you. If you like my menopause curls. <laughs> but I would be lost. <laughs> I Sister- do like your menopause curls. Sisterhood, being valued, heard, and accepted because we all have our flaws and not being made to feel bad. Exactly. I mean, I've got my flaws. I've got my lovely spots. I've got bags under my eyes. And I love every damn wrinkle. The other day, I did something and I saw this 
wrinkly skin under my arm. And I'm like, where the heck did that come from? But you know, you earned it. Yeah. Right. It's my arm is because I was, I had some extra weight the past few years from eating all them potato chips. And when my wife and I were traveling, (laughs) so our travel food was Oreos, potato chips, licorice, and there was, oh, I love black licorice. But we know it was, was, yeah, it was, that's some good stuff, but the red licorice. And there was one other thing that we would eat, and I did not realize how much extra weight I had put on for doing that, you know, but I've lost some in the past couple of years. So I have this little extra skin. It's just, you know, it's old skin now, but it's, it's like, wow, I am starting to get to that age. You've lived long enough for it to happen. Right? I did. Oh my God, I did. Yes, it's a blessing. We're too caught up on perfect, perfect, perfect. Boop, 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 boop. Nothing's perfect. I love the fact that I have wrinkles down here because I smile a lot. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that <laughs> <laughs> stretches the skin. As soon as I can afford it, I'm going to get help with this little extra hair. I'm not. I'm just like, the heck with it. I love it. The only thing I, I would like to get done is the skin over my eyes is getting so thin and it's drooping. It's starting to get to the point where it's covering my eyes. You know, I'm like this all the time. I'm really not squinting all the time. It's just the eyes. And if I was like this, I look kind of weird. But, <laughs> you know. Whatever would make you feel good, get it done. I'm fascinated with the aging process. I'm absolutely fascinated with it. It is every wrinkle, every spot, every whatever those things are, you know, the the skin's kind of hard and crusty. I've got those age spots all over. My, My doctor would tell me, you know, you shouldn't be getting those yet. You're awfully young for that. And I'm like, well, obviously not. But (laughs) it's kind of interesting. Well, this was before the chemo. This was before the chemo. Yeah. Yeah. Chemo makes your skin kind of thin. Yes, it does. And that's what this is that I was telling. Yeah, that and, you know, I can feel it on my face a little bit. But again, we're alive. We're flipping alive. And if I have to deal with the wrinkles in the the stomach, that's never going to be quite as flat as I'd like it to be again. Okay. There's a whole (laughs) lot more I want to do than worry about that. Exactly. But I'm going to fit my stomach back in my body by August, hopefully. (laughs) Well, I am working on this year, getting off the walker and the cane. I am working on, I want to do a headstand. So I am working on my upper, my, yeah, my upper body strength and yoga and holding a plank for five minutes. So those are my goals fitness-wise this year. Wow. <laughs> hey, if I can get from the wheelchair and the scooter to walking and pole dancing, I can do that. You said pole dancing? Yes, ma'am, pole dancing. I do safety pole dancing. <laughs> okay, well, my pole's in my closet. <laughs> really? Do you really have a pole? I do have a pole. Are you kidding me? They said breast cancer. I said, oh, yeah. Stripper poles, some stripper heels. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I did pole dancing classes in Columbus. I 10, 15 years ago, 
it was a blast. It was a blast. You're going to have to bring your pole to the the retreat. You know, I don't know. I don't know how you put that on a plane, but <laughs> look, can you see that? <laughs> Walking through the airport with it. What is that? <laughs> it's my pole. <laughs> it's my pole or it's half of a man. <laughs> I don't think you want that, honey. I don't think you want that. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. Anything that requires work outside of exercise, I'm good. <laughs> so what you you started to tell me what your goals are and I stomped on you. My goal is to continue what I'm doing now, which is a program that I was doing a month ago. So I remained a month. And then I added, so I'm working out five days a week for 10 minutes a day. It's an app for mom's workout. So then I added spinning classes to uh, Thursdays and Sundays. Wow. You go. Yep. That's awesome. I am fighting to be happy. Oh, honey, anything that we can do to help you get there, you know that I will support you 100%. Oh, I know. And I love you. That. I love you are you truly too. amazing. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. So are you. You support me just as much. Know that. Yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. It is. So that's my goal. Cool. To keep it up. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as I get done with this darn tattoo, which I thought I was going to be done this last week, but apparently not. And that will come out next year. I saw you cancel the appointment too for that. Mm-hmm. I did? When? I thought you did, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. No, I have one more. No more tattoos for me. I have my areolas tattooed on. (laughs) That was enough. (laughs) I started off with t-shirt, socks, and well, pants, and no, I ended up in the thong. I'm I'm good. (laughs) Yep. There you go. It hurts so bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. I understand. I totally, totally get that. Oh, I was sweating. It would have been. If you were on the outside looking at the window, you would have saw my legs getting moved back because the lady was trying to shove a pillow underneath my lower back. So you would have saw legs in the air going whoop, whoop. Totally not what it was. I was getting tattooed. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, Kathy, that was funny. <laughs> so I'm done. No, I did not got the breast cancer survivor thing, but that's because when I lift weights, my scar show, but I'm cool with that now. But yeah, that's another story. That's cool. That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. I can't do yoga for the first week after I get the, the tat. So I haven't been able to do my Saturdays and then, Mm. uh, yeah. So I missed that. So I was doing Wednesdays and Saturdays and I'm only doing Wednesdays until this is done, but I think it's one more appointment. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, because this has been a year process, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I am so done with this. I'm but, sweating uh, just thinking about that. You have it. <laughs> I'm good. I do me, but I won't do that in part. I'm good. You know, there's some people that like to do hikes up Kilimanjaro. There's some people that do marathons. There's I do tattoos. That's my thing. My skin is too sensitive, even as a black woman. I have to know where the aloe gel is if I go outside and my skin is exposed because the sun burns. Wow. Yes. Oh. Yes. Well, we'll definitely be doing some sunscreen. Oh, yeah. And big hats. Yes. And yes, big hats. Yes. And cover up the arms because since chemo, aloe gel, I, I always have some. Wow. I was in the pool last week and finally got some sun. That was the first time I've been in the pool in a year. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. See what happens when you have a pool in your yard. Yeah. And then you get cancer and then you decide to do a tattoo. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You can't go in a pool with a tattoo. No. Man. No, you can't get tanned. Now I can. So as soon as this is done, we'll be back to being tan again. That is one thing I do like is my skin darker, you know. I mean, I have said that my whole life, Kathy. I have never quite understood this white thing going on where we work really, really hard, pay lots and lots of money for skin the color of yours. Yes, but you don't want to get skin cancer. So you have to no, be careful. No, I know. I do not. But, yeah. We didn't have those worries in the 80s. No one said that. No, no, I know. Good in you. <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. I love you too. This has been great. It has been. I could go on and on about the 80s, but we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Well, I really, really am glad that you were here today to celebrate the exciting news that the retreats are ready and out there. And I do me. Come join us for a luxurious week of self-care, self-awareness, transformation, and play. I do me. I love you, sweetheart. Thank you I so much you for being here. We'll talk soon. Talk to you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Roar with Sparks. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We can be reached at www.wrarinc.com. Thank you again, and we can't wait to see you here next week. How loud is your roar?